The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Before that, you heard the weather forecast there from Eamon continuing very cold weather, possibly beyond this weekend with significant impacts on uh, people, on traffic and movement. And of course, very significant impacts on those who are either forced to or choose to sleep on the streets. And we'll talk about that in a second with Mike Allen, who's Director of Advocacy for Focus Ireland. Before that, Joanna Donnelly is with us, meteorologist with Met Erin, and herself someone impacted by the cold snap. Because, Joanna, the last time I saw your face was in a picture on an aircraft waiting, hoping to get out of Dublin Airport. You successfully managed to export yourself. And we did. God, it was such a tense time. Just as we were, our flight was supposedly going, they cancelled, you know, one after another. And we were just only waiting to say we were going home. But gosh, we were so, so, so lucky to get out. We were thrilled. Well, I'm, I'm very glad you, you made it out in the available window. How is it looking now, putting the professional hat on for the rest of the week and beyond? It's staying cold. At the moment, it stayed cold out to the weekend. At the moment, it looks like there'll be a push up of warm air from the south that will rise the temperatures up to a balmy 12 degrees over the um, Sunday-Monday period. After that, I mean, even even out to Sunday, it's, it's uncertain how that push up of warm air will come. But it does look it's a strong signal the last few days. Now we've been looking at this strong signal of warmer air coming at the weekend. And then after that, it looks like it's going to get cold again. Not, not quite as cold as we've been but still cold enough after that. And when you say that that push-up of warm air, does that is that going to bring with it rain, higher winds, unsettled conditions? Don't you know it is. You've got, <laughs> you know yourself, Anton, what happens. These, these things, the, the weather, uh, air masses don't change without some consequences and it usually comes with wind and rain as well. Yeah. But it's too uncertain to give any detail on that just at the moment. We're, it's only Tuesday. We're talking about Sunday. It's a good few days out yet. No point in us trying to pinpoint where rain will fall or when winds will start to pick up at this point. It's too early at the moment. We just know that there's going to be a break or a change in the weather at the weekend. In the uh, meantime, it's going to stay cold. Well, in the meantime, that's the question I want to ask. I, don't, I, I would imagine given that you are a cyclist, you probably did like me and peered out the window to see was there frost on the ground, was there ice and was it going to be safe to travel on the roads if you're on two wheels? What does it look like for the, the rest of the week, particularly in terms of travel conditions? Yeah, uh, really low temperatures. Now, it's dry, so there's not, a, not, there's not a lot of precipitation there to freeze onto the ground, but where there's snow lying, it's not going to move because the temperatures aren't rising high enough above freezing. So any lying snow stays. Um, any aware that there's any chance of runoff that's freezing, it's it's not going to that's not going to change either because the temperatures are only just going up above freezing in a lot of places. And not so much tonight. Tonight we're only going as low as five, minus five tonight. But tomorrow night we're going below that. So there's an orange warning out for tomorrow night. And it looks at the moment like Thursday night as well is going to be much colder too. So Thursday, Wednesday night and Thursday night. So you're looking at Thursday morning and Friday morning. Very, very, very tricky morning. Um, there's a little bit of a gradient on the breeze at the moment. And I think that's keeping the fog from becoming a big issue. But that that fog might return um, later on in the week when the gradient flattens off as well. So fog and freezing fog in particular are very, very, very tricky. Um, so if you're on the road, either on two, as you say, or on four wheels. It, you really, really have to be mindful. Driving at the moment, this time of year, driving is always tricky because you have to watch for that low sun and you really need to watch out for the vulnerable road users, the pedestrians and the cyclists. Before I go, on. Joanna, well, one yeah. stupid yeah. question. Other than the temperature, which is self-explanatory, is there any material difference between freezing fog and fog? 
Well, it's fog below, um, below. So the water, the water vapor suspended in the air is frozen. So when it lands on surfaces, it's going to land as um, ice and and cause slippy conditions. But it's suspended because that's what fog is. Water vapor suspended in the air. So it's suspend water vapor suspended in the air at sub zero temperatures. Joanna, thanks very much. That is Joanna Donnelly from Medair, and of course, some of the people who will be worst hit by the cold weather that we're facing into in the next few days and that we have been through for the past few days are those who are sleeping rough. Mike Allen, uh, Director of Advocacy for Focus Ireland, is with us. Mike, are there many people who either have no alternative to or who are choosing to sleep rough at the moment? Well, the the, the rough sleeping count was done uh, in Dublin about uh, three or four weeks ago. and We haven't actually got a figure for that, but it's something in the region of 100 people are sleep rough in Dublin every night, and there's people in the major um, major towns, Dublin, uh, sorry, Cork, uh, Galway, Waterford, and so on, uh, where there's a smaller number of, of people um, regularly sleeping rough. The pattern of sleeping rough has changed quite a lot over recent years. It used to be that there was a particular group of people who slept rough every night. Um, uh, that would be, you know, if you go back 10, 15 years ago, that was the sort of pattern. Um, due to Housing First, and, and, and Focus Ireland was leading Housing First in Dublin at the time, um, a large number of those people are currently safely in homes where they, where they ought to be with long-term tenancies. But unfortunately, because of the housing crisis, they've been replaced by other people. So we have a pattern of most people who sleep rough in Dublin sleep rough some nights and then go into shelters other nights, um, and uh, depending on 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 a very variety of factors, including whether there's a bed for them or or, or not. So it's in, in that sort of number, we think, in Dublin, of that all the homeless organisations under the Dublin Regional Homeless Executive have been planning the last few weeks, well, what are we going to do to make sure that those 100, 100 you know, maybe, maybe uh, 120, 130 people who are at risk are not at risk from the, the incredible freezing cold, which is obviously life-threatening if you would know where to go. And what has the answer to that been, Mike? Well, obviously, we keep on saying that the ultimate answer it has to be that we shouldn't be in the situation and everybody should have a, a, an affordable home and those who don't have an affordable home should have a safe uh, place to sleep. But the short term, there's no point in making those, those crises, those, those comments as, as, as you're facing the freezing weather. You have to deal with the reality that we're in. So the first thing that happens is those organizations that run emergency shelters and, and, and uh, Focus Island isn't one of those. So you're talking about Peter McVeary Trust and Simon, DePaul, Salvation Army. They all look to provide additional beds, beds and cots and beds and, you know, in, in, in particular areas that they wouldn't normally do do so so that you can have additional beds in place the regional homeless executive look for those additional b&bs and other things that they can get and then um they asked focus ireland we run the our landmark service probably the coffee shop we run in temple bar on eustace street it usually closes in the evening they've asked us to uh, keep it open 24 hours right the way uh, uh, you know every, all the time uh, since the, the 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 cold hit and we've been doing that our our services staff who normally don't work night shifts have uh, put their names forward, and our, our, the place has been open uh, every night since the since the cold hit, and will remain open in, in, until we get the news from the uh, Met Service that the the temperatures rise again. And Mike, what about those people? Because obviously, among that contingent of those who are sleeping rough, there will be those who have mental health issues, and there will be those who have addiction issues, whose judgment and decision making may not be the best, and they may find themselves not taking up 
the capacity to go to the coffee shop during the middle of the night or to go to uh, shelters. Is there much in the way of available outreach services of people going around and checking on them and checking for them? Yes, so the the, the Dublin Regional Homeless Executive, uh, the local authorities essentially, um, uh, commission uh, organisations like Focus Island and others do that in the current group that's doing that is Dublin Simon and they've been providing a really good outreach uh, service uh, on the streets every night of the year and they've increased the, the number of people who are going out and, and, and linking in. They know those people. They have a Focus Ireland used to do that work and we know how it works and you build up a relationship with those vulnerable people and they're in a very good position to get people to um, uh, to, un- to recognise the risks they're under at the moment. It's also important to say that well, there there are a small number of people who, as you say, you have to be aware of that they are not necessarily making um, you know a difficulty decision making making decisions. There's a lot of people who are making quite um, specific decisions. So um, uh, one of the people who maybe used the who, who used the, the the coffee shop uh, during the time that's been being um, been open overnight. Uh, was somebody who'd recently come off a drug addiction and had very clear plans about what he wanted to do over the next period in the new year and knew that if he went into a shelter, the um, presence of, of, of other users in the shelter who were currently still uh, on addiction would be a real problem for him and he may sort of relapse and, and all the plans he'd made would be lost. He just desperately needed to stay out of that sort of environment and was able to come into the coffee shop and, and, and find somewhere where he could safely sleep, stay out of the cold and so on. That was a very rational decision that he was making. It's very unfortunate that he had no other choices. It's wrong that he had no other choices. Oh. But but he was making a, a decision. And similarly, um, you know, young, young people who are only recently homeless, don't have any of that experience, do find the experiences of the shelters um, very intimidating and something that they would normally wish to avoid. And so having somewhere when they, they can remain safe. And finally, just the other group of people that we, we'd be seeing are people who are falling between the, the gaps of the, um, of the migration of the refugee service and, and the homeless service. So, uh, refugees aren't eligible to come into homeless services normally. Um, they're, they're looked after by a completely different system, IPASS and, and, People are fam- familiar with the pressure that's under. Um, but so all the services come together to make sure that um, even people sort of in very irregular circumstances, um, which would normally be very difficult to deal with in, on, a, on a day-to-day basis because of their, their status and so on, to make sure that people even in those circumstances are not forced to, to, to sleep in the street or put themselves in, in, at, at risk because of the extreme cold. So it's a really good example of where all the services in very different areas work closely together. The big thing that always occurs to, to me and I'm sure to other people when we do these things really well, like we did under COVID, is why, why can't, can't we, we do it all the time? Yes, all the time. Exactly. Yeah, well, you know, let us keep our fingers crossed that the services do intertwine well in the coming few days because even if it is, as you say, in some instances a rational decision, it's a very difficult decision when you're facing into the kind of conditions that are out there for the next while. Mike, thank you very much for your time this evening. That's Mike Allen, who is Director of Advocacy for Focus Ireland. And before Mike was Joanna Donnelly, meteorologist with Met Aaron. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.